Welcome to the Bread and Butter Podcast. I am your host, Brecklin. Um, I'm super excited to have you here for another episode. Thank you so much to any of you who have left me a review or rated the podcast, shared it on your story. If you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, if you like this episode, send it to a friend. And that would uh, that would mean so much to me. So thank you to all of you who keep showing up. It means a lot to me. Um, I hope everyone is doing well. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Things have been good. Where I'm at, we're seeing a lot more days of sun. And I am shocked every year at like the instant mood booster I get when it hits like 45 degrees and the sun shines. It's like, okay, like we're, we're going to be okay. Like life, life is beautiful. What a beautiful world. I feel like my whole like outlook just like shifts and I just feel so much better. So we are going to have a really fun episode today. I'm super excited for it, but we'll start with our segment and we'll start with our want. And by the way, this is just another reminder that you guys can send these in to me anytime. If you would like to contribute, I would love that. So send me a DM, send me a text. Um, But my want for this week is comfy shoes. And I, it's about, I'm like due for some new shoes, but I want cute shoes. And I feel like that desire is like fighting neck and neck with my need to be comfortable. Like, you know, when people thought that like you thought were old, we're like, oh my gosh, your shoes are so cute. But like, when you get to be my age, you'll be more concerned with wearing comfortable shoes. So enjoy those cute shoes while you're young. I started relating to those quote unquote old people when I was like 13 years old. Okay. I wore Converse for years because they're cute and I loved them. And then one day I was just done. Like, I just want my shoes to be comfortable and to support my flat feet so that I can go on walks and look cute, but I, I'm also I'm also not trying to wear shoes that look like orthopedics, where they're like so round that they seem to be like actually like affecting your balance. Here's the thing: I know I know we're living in like a world of sneakers these days, so I feel like there has got to be some comfortable, trendy sneakers just waiting for me somewhere. But right now, I'm looking into some of the vintage New Balances. So I really want the green, I think it's the 550s, correct me if I'm wrong. I also really like their vintage track shoe look as well. I'm thinking green. Is that too out there? Is that not going to match any of my stuff? I just think it's super cute. I've heard a lot of people like Allbirds. I know that some people are super into their dunks. So if you have any great shoes that are legitimately comfortable, like I know it's cute. I just, I want it to be cute and comfortable and I have Vans and... They're cute. They are not comfortable. Like, I, I I can't do it anymore. So, I want to be able to, like, put them on for a midday walk. Like, with any kind of straight leg jeans. Or anything, like, what I have been wearing on my walks is, like, old running shoes. No. Does not work out for me. Basically, if I'm not wearing, like, workout leggings, I look like I'm from 2007 on my way to the zoo for, like, a field trip. So it's just, it's not, it's not even as cute as that. Like, I mean that in the kindest way. Just not a good look for me. So help a girl out. If you have cute shoes that like are actually comfortable, please let me know. Okay, my eat. And I got some recommendations for this one, but I'll go with mine first. Um, I had Justin's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. They're, I'd say, this is bold. I'd say they're a solid three times as good as like a Reese's peanut butter cup. And they also come in almond butter, which I love. You know, sometimes I'll eat a Reese's and it's just so rich. I feel like I need to like go drink a gallon of water, but these were great. So I got them at Target. I've also seen them at Whole Foods. Honestly, probably in your regular grocery store. I also 
like I said, I have a listener recommendation to work in. I actually have two. So first one is the Sour Scandinavian Swimmers, I want to say, from Trader Joe's. The rumor is that they taste better than Sour Patch Kids. And looking at the picture, I kind of got that sense. Like, I'm a believer. I want to try them. I feel like Sour Patch Kids get really super tough super fast, and then they're really chewy, and they're hard to eat. And these look like a lot more thick. I don't want to say gummy, because that sounds kind of gross, but like thick. Yeah, they're thicker. Um, So I'm excited to pick some of these up. Um, The second one, the second one is Gnocchi Soup. I second this one with my whole soul. You can call me trashy for loving Olive Garden, but I don't care because their gnocchi soup is so near and dear to my heart. I approve of both of these. So quick reminder, you can send me your take on these literally anytime you want. So send me a DM. I want to hear it. Watch. I'm really kind of in between shows right now. I started Just Like Heaven with Reese Witherspoon because I love her. Um, I've been thinking about starting Inventing Anna. Is that good? Let me know. I've seen so many things also about the second season of Love is Blind and I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I watched the first season religiously and now I think I'm done. I just, I don't have the mental capacity to handle it, especially if it's like everyone says that it is. Like, so yeah, big old no from me on that one, but I have been enjoying Just Like Heaven though. So, okay, a read. I read The Hiding Place this week. It was a quick read, which was nice. I know that I was talking a big game about wanting to start Dune, but I just did not. I started The Hiding Place and I'm proud that I finished this time because I have a confession. I have actually started it before and I didn't finish. Okay. And I know this is like so many people's favorite book. This is going to sound terrible, but we're all about being real on this pod. So I'll just tell you that literally the reason that I stopped reading it last time is because the sisters in the book literally bugged me and they are like angels from heaven. To give you some context, it's about like two sisters, I want to say in Holland, in Amsterdam, I think, during the Holocaust and they hide Jews. Like they end up like having like an underground service. They hide so many Jews and then they're found out. Um, But they were so good and so like proper and like one of the sisters like never lied. Like she didn't even lie to like a Nazi officer. Uh, I have great morals. I do. But like 12 year old me was like, "Mm, cannot relate. So I dropped it. So mature me picked it back up and I loved it. It was so good. So I don't know if that's just a sign that I've matured, but loved the hiding place. Okay. That was our segment. I feel like I need some recommendations. I feel like I'm running a little bit dry, maybe just in movies department, but there was our segment. We will get into today's topic. Um, And today we're going to be talking about what your 10-year-old self would be proud of you for. So I actually had a different episode planned for this week, but I've been thinking about this topic a lot for a couple reasons. And I hate that the first reason is TikTok, but it genuinely is. So have you guys seen the trend where it's like, my five-year-old self would be proud of me for this, and my 10-year-old self would be excited that I, you know, this, my 16-year-old self, you know, blah, blah, blah. You get the picture. I've been loving those. They're so cute. So that was on my mind, and I've also been thinking a lot about myself as a kid and the things that, you know, that little Brecklin wanted and needed. And then I saw Sarah for our last episode. We were in her childhood home recording because we met halfway, and that was a flashback, and I just have been thinking a lot about what I was like as a little girl and what that little girl wanted and 
you know, what that looks like as opposed to like what my life looks like now. So we're going to get into it a little bit. I asked you guys for your responses on Instagram. So thank you for contributing that way. Um, but I feel like lately we're starting to hear more talk about like they call it your inner child and doing, you know, inner child work. And just in case that's like not a super familiar term for you, because I would not be surprised if it sounds super odd to you. The idea is that within every adult is kind of the raw, original, kind of untouched by the world inner child in them. So it's like the purest version of yourself. And I feel like, so I picked 10 years old specifically for this episode because I feel like it's such a formative age. Like I, I picture my inner child as about like nine or 10. So another thing, just kind of randomly along the same vein was I was remembering that I heard somewhere that if you are working on loving yourself, you should put a picture of yourself as a child on your mirror or somewhere where you can see it every day. And when you're feeling down on yourself or you want to be mean to yourself, criticize yourself, you can see your picture, see that picture of yourself and remember that there's still like a child in you that needs to be taken care of. And I, I've heard that it really helps to treat yourself more kindly. And I just thought that was the sweetest thought. So I included that. The thought, truly, the thought of taking care of myself as a 10-year-old makes me want to fall to my knees and weep for several hours. Not because I wasn't taken care of. I definitely was. I had great parents. But just thinking of myself taking care of myself is just kind of sweet. So let's get into it. I thought that I would kind of start with some of the things that I've been thinking about and go through what kind of kid I was. And then how I've been able to kind of see some of those in my adult life or how things have changed. So to start off with, I was an extremely sensitive kid. Like one of the reasons I knew that, (laughs) one of the reasons that I knew that Trent was kind of the guy for me, not the reason. It was just one of those moments where I was like, what in the world? He was telling me that when he was little, he'd ask his mom to play what he called the sad song from Toy Story when he got home from school. You know, like the when somebody loved me song. Who wrote that song? I need to check in on them. They are not well, but I have vivid memories of literally crying buckets of tears when that song would come on, but I would play it literally on purpose just to feel my feelings and have a good cry. I'm not kidding. So when Trent told me that, I was like, okay, let's get married. So yeah, I was a really sensitive kid. I was a crazy reader. I came out of the womb fully convinced that I was going to be the next... Louisa May Alcott. I love to write stories. I love to be in charge. I loved art. And I feel like when I got into grade school, I loved to be funny, which props to my parents because before little kids learn how to be funny, sometimes they're not actually that funny, like on purpose. So I was a really interesting mix of shy. And then I feel like I was also kind of a crackhead because I was a worrier and I was afraid of a lot of things kind of. And then in like other parts of my life, I just couldn't shut up. Like, I was always doing stupid things at church and at school to, like, make my friends laugh. Um, I thrived on any kind of positive feedback. Like, I would look forward to my birthday because my mom had a tradition where we would all go around the table and say what we loved about the birthday person. And that was something I looked forward to all year. This is, like, even when my siblings were little and would be like, I love Brecklin because she's nice to me. Like, to paint you the perfect picture of me as a kid, one year on my birthday... My idea of the perfect day was to come home from school where my mom had like brought treats for my class and then I didn't have to do chores that day. So I read Harry Potter for like three hours until dinner. I chose burritos and chocolate cake for my special dinner 
and then people said nice things about me. I was like, okay, this is the best day of my life. And I still feel like that. That sounds like the perfect day in my book. So when I was thinking about what younger versions of myself would say about me and about my life now, here's kind of what I came up with. So, and by the way, I would encourage everyone to do this, whether you like journal it out or just think about it. I loved it. It was a good like self-awareness exercise and it also just made me proud of myself. So, and I feel like we really do need to take time as adults because as adults, there really aren't as many people in your life telling you good job. Like, and this, you know, across the board, even if you have like a super supportive family, it's just not the same as when you're a kid and when you're in high school. And if you're someone that thrives on validation, especially I am for sure, doing things like this is good for me because I'm like, okay, like I'm doing so good. Like I'm proud of myself you know, I'm a good person. I'm living a good life. So definitely do that. But to start off, I think we're going to start off with five years old. I think that my five-year-old self would be really excited that I do something artistic for a living. Like I remember when I first started as a florist, that was my first job that was like aesthetic at all. And after just kind of being like a swimmer that did art on the side or on the weekend when I was bored in high school, coming back to do something like to be a florist where your sole purpose was to create something beautiful for people to enjoy. That was groundbreaking for me. Like my five-year-old self would have been so stoked. Like now I don't do flowers full time, but my job is still basically to make things look beautiful for my clients. And I love that. So that's my five-year-old self. My 10-year-old self, I feel like this one really kind of got me, but I feel like my 10-year-old self would be so shocked and probably a little bit relieved to see how much differently I see the world than I did when I was 10. Um, As a 10-year-old, I was always a little bit anxious about rules. Um, I spent a lot of time being anxious and kind of guilty. And I saw the world like I was often anxious about the quote-unquote correct way for the world to be. Um, I saw the world in a very black and white way, which was really comfortable for me. You know, honestly, growing up, like when I think when people talk about the age of innocence, you know, before we lose our innocence, they'll talk about the good old days or like the golden years of a childhood. And I think really what that is when people refer to that, when I think of it, is I think of just a time when I didn't understand how complicated the world was and that was a comfortable place even though it wasn't a place I could ever stay, which, I mean, I feel like there are adults still who refuse to accept any altering of the world that they grew up in as children. But when I think back to the age of innocence, it was a very comfortable place to be. You know, they say ignorance is bliss, and I really think it is. Um, So at the same time, though, even though it was kind of like a comfortable way for me to grow up, you know, it gave me absolutes. I feel like It was an easy way for me to feel like I knew that I was doing the right thing. Um, But sometimes because I saw the world in absolutes, I would either feel like I was better than other people um, or that I wasn't quite enough. And I would feel guilty for things, which again, not a reflection on my parents or anything. This was just kind of the way I was. Um, I was thinking about it. And as I've gotten older, I feel like I've just experienced more life, you know, more people. And it's been such a like a delight honestly, to realize that there are so many paths available in life and there are so many ways to be a good person and so many good people out there doing amazing things in ways I never 
had even thought of. And there are so many ways to be happy. Um, There were also so many societal things that I felt like I had to do that now I just don't feel pressure to do. Whether it was, you know, a certain path after high school or a certain timeline that my life needed to follow. And that really would have freaked, you know, 10-year-old Brecklin out. Um, But I think the gift that that's brought me is that I feel like now I don't usually see people as like good or bad anymore. I feel like I see them as complicated people, kind of just doing their best, just like me. And I feel like as I've been able to do that, I see myself in a kinder way. Like I'm more gentle with myself in all kinds of ways. I'm more gentle with my thoughts. I'm more gentle with how I see my body. I'm more gentle when I mess up and, you know, whatever. It could cover so many things. But even though I think stepping outside of my 10-year-old comfort zone would have really, really freaked me out, um, it's something that I've been super grateful for. Um, so there's my 10-year-old self. We are on to 16 years old. Um, 16-year-old self. She would be so excited that I married the guy that I did. And I know that's cliche and I know that is super young, but I feel like kind of 16 years old is the age for me where I was kind of over like, not over grade school, school crushes, but like I thought about boys for real and thought about marriage for real. And, you know, you start to have like bigger crushes, you know, to write in your journal about. And when you start thinking about what your life as an adult will be like and who you'll marry, you really like don't think to look any older than you are right then. Like, I think about, like, probably my first crush. I was probably, like, 10. First, like, major, major movie crush. I had, like, grade school crushes, but it was, like, probably 90% of us. It was the 2003 live-action Peter Pan. You know, the blonde one? He had, like, green eyes with kind of, like, the shaggy, curly blonde hair. I was so smitten by him, it was not even funny. Like, I remember watching that and being like, um, okay, like he is, you know, by far way cuter than any of the guys at my school. Like, what is going on here? What have I been missing? But could I have seen ahead, especially in high school, I would have been incredibly excited. So me and Trenton didn't live in the same place when we were like middle school aged, but I have seen Trenton's middle school yearbook and truly... Peter Pan had nothing on him. So if I would have been able to see Trenton at that same age or let alone like 16 years old and known that I would marry him, I would have passed away. So, and I'm sounding really shallow, not just because of his looks, um, but when you're like 16, I feel like you don't really think that much further than what your husband will look like. I'm just going to say it. Like, I feel like 16 year old girls are more into like picking out facial features, which we should do an episode about this sometime because I have feelings about it. But I like vaguely assumed that I would marry someone that like lived somewhere in Provo and attended, you know, a certain university whose name will remain unsaid, which is now hilarious if you know Trenton at all. But 16 year old me was just such a romantic and so sensitive and I was all over the place and I ended up with the sweetest, smartest boy goes to musicals with me. He loves to read. He supports me going after anything I want. And he keeps our house ridiculously clean. So the list is long, but suffice it to say, I would have been stoked. Um, Going on, I'm skipping ahead a couple of years for my 20-year-old self. So I feel like, and this one was kind of funny to come to, because my 20-year-old self would have been absolutely so annoyed at current me. Because 
now I feel like that I'm that like annoying person that talks to like late teenagers or like 20 year olds and I'm like oh my gosh don't worry like you don't have to figure it out right now like you don't have to know what you want to be like no worries like oh you're not engaged like oh my gosh not a problem you have so much time now I am the person that I would have like written like angry notes to in my own journal for saying things like that to me but really I think that I should have like calmed the freak down about so many things in that period of my life at 20 years old I thought I was truly at peak adulthood. I was literally two years out of high school, but I was like, this is it. This is my adult life. And I was stressed about it like 90% of the time. I felt like everyone had a really clear direction in their life and I needed that. Um, Somehow I felt like I should be getting straight A's. Um, I thought that I should be making enough money to build a small home. Um, while also going to school full-time. I thought that if Trenton and I didn't have like extremely concrete plans for our future, that our future together was doomed. I remember legitimately feeling like, shoot, like I'm not getting any younger. Like we better get the show on the road. This is, okay, this is a small side tangent and I'll for sure do an episode on this later down the road, but youth culture is rampant. I feel like especially in Utah because so many people get married so quickly and so young. Um, Like I dated my husband for three years before we got married. And I remember at times being like, okay, what is wrong with us? That is taking us so long. Um, And now I'm so grateful for the time we spent dating. Um, We still got married at 21 and 23. And I felt like we were at like a ripe old age to get married. But at 20, I was freaking out all the time about my life. I was white knuckling through so much being like, I just have to figure this out. And I pushed myself so hard. Like... I remember being like, mom and dad, can you please not plan vacations? Because I just like cannot step away from the insanity of my life. I was 20 years old. I was working part time and going to school. And I really thought that I had like the schedule demands of like a seasoned accountant during tax season. Also, now I feel like almost all of my worries then have just been kind of dissolved by time and experience. I also, I really don't want any 19 or 20 year olds to feel like I'm invalidating them because it is truly such a difficult, confusing point in your life. It's not fake. It's not in your head, but I wish that I would have been kinder to myself and let myself breathe a little more. And I'm not saying like, oh, I thought I was busy and I wasn't. I was, but like I am less stressed now and I feel like my life has gotten a little crazier. So Yeah, I just, I wish I would have been kinder to myself. I would have let myself breathe a little bit more. Okay, that was fun. I loved doing that, but I know that not everyone is as obsessed with my life as I am. So I asked you guys on my Instagram what you thought your 10-year-old self would be proud of you for, and I think this was my favorite question box that I've ever done. So some of them legitimately made me a little bit emotional. So thank you to those of you who wrote in. Um, And if you guys want to participate in these episodes more, you can get all of that info on my Instagram. It's Brecky J. Simmons. But okay, we'll start right in. One person said that their 10-year-old self would be proud of them for being in nursing school. This is, this is amazing. I have a friend in nursing school right now and I do not know how she does it. Like nurses are amazing. They deal with the most bizarre, intense, like sometimes gross situations that none of us know how to handle. We don't know how to handle it. And they do it so gracefully. I just, nursing school is no joke. So I have so much respect for nurses. I'm so glad you're proud of yourself. I'm proud of you too. Um, One person said that their 10-year-old self would be proud of themselves for adulting so hard. 
this is so real. I know that we throw that around like, look at me adulting, but just to give ourselves some credit, nothing in my life compares to the terror of filing taxes as an adult. And then there's just like regular stuff like shopping. Every week, I was really into grocery shopping for a second. And then I was like, oh, wait, shoot. Like, we're out of food again? Like, we ate it all? And now we go back and spend money again so we can eat? (sighs) Scheduling your own dentist appointments? That's quite the time. The first time around, I was doing this recently. And the really nice receptionist lady was like, okay, like, what day works for you? And I was, I just froze. I had no idea. My mind just went blank. And so I really said to her, I'm not sure what day works best for you. So the poor woman finds a day and then she's like, okay, what time should we plan on you? I freeze again. And then I finally am like, 12. It's like the only number that came to me. And she's like, okay. And then I'm like, wait, that's, you know, that's 12 in the daytime, right? Like 12 noon that you scheduled me for. She was so nice. She didn't even call me an idiot. She didn't hang up. She was just like, yep, 12 in the afternoon. We'll see you then. So honestly, props to all of us for adulting. We are out here surviving. Okay, someone said that they're proud of themselves for learning to love themselves. I love this one. I relate. I feel like when I realized that I like deeply loved myself, you know, actually, I wouldn't say it was more of a realization. It was more like a decision. I decided that I was going to deeply love myself. Ever since then, I feel like I have felt so much more safe in the world and I started trusting myself to take care of myself and to look out for myself no matter what. And I feel like that's the biggest flex that you could have. So love yourself as much as you would want that 10-year-old version of yourself to be loved. Someone said getting their master's. Someone said creating a career for themselves and getting two university degrees. I love thinking about what people were like as kids and then what degree they get or what career they have. And also, I know that... I know that getting degrees is not for everyone, but I do think that getting degrees is amazing. It is so much work. It is mentally tiring. It's physically tiring. It's emotionally tiring. But yeah, I'm, I'm proud of them. I feel like ultimately the goal is to be able to do something that you would have been excited about as a kid. So if that means university degrees and you got them, you should be so proud of yourself. Um, someone said having friends that they trust, which makes me want to ball my eyes out because Having solid friends is so important and makes life so much more fun. And if your friends treat you like you're not amazing, um, please go get some new ones. Trenton and I have been so blessed with the best friends and they make our life so much better. Um, Someone said loving high school. Someone said just being happy, which I love. I talked about this in a previous episode, but sometimes I feel like I get all twisted up and thinking about what I want in life when I really want to be just happy. And if I can, like, choose things to do things with my life that make me happy, then I'll be fine. So, I'm so glad you're happy. Oof, someone said getting through Accutane. This one. I have had a few close people, close to me, go through Accutane. And it is a journey, okay? So, I have so much respect for them. If you've been through Accutane, oof, you are a warrior. Someone said finally getting a handle on their mental health feeling better than they ever had. I love this one too. During the whole episode, I feel like really the goal is to take care of that younger version of you. And if that version needs therapy, get it. I love the idea of making all of the versions of yourself, all the different ages you've been, 
all the experiences you had. I love the idea of learning how to take care of them and make them feel safe by taking care of your mental health. Your mental health. Um, this one made me laugh. I had someone say that they'd be stoked about the fact that they have a hot husband and their own cat. This one, I was dying at this one because I feel like it's so true. I think it's so funny that we grow up and we're adults and we're like, what? Like, I am married to a grown adult man and he lives with me at my house. And also he's so much cuter than my fourth grade crush. And then obviously with pets. Oh, 10-year-old Brooklyn didn't even like dogs. So she would be shocked that I wake Benny up in the morning and tuck him into fuzzy blankets while he wakes up. Um, someone said having 60 plants. And this is amazing. Honestly, I also feel like that's just a testament that you're living your life how you want to live it. And I also know this person and they are magic with plants. So I believe it. Um, someone said creating better relationships with their siblings and quitting their nine to five to pursue a dream. Yes, go get it. My relationship with my siblings is so much different than it was when I was 10 because now I feel like they're the coolest ever and I'm begging them to let me hang out with them and not the other way around. Um, not quitting piano lessons is what someone said. I appreciate the honesty. Okay. I feel like everyone's mom was like, you'll be so glad you didn't quit. But how many of us would actually admit that? So I'm here for the honesty. Um, someone said not being covered in band-aids. I relate to this one deep in my core. I use significantly less band-aids now in my adult life. And 10-year-old me was getting stitches left and right. So, and so were my siblings. Like, my poor mom has dealt with a lot of weird maladies from her children just kind of being insane. I had one sister get pushed off of a boulder that we love to jump off. Um, and she landed on a broken flower pot and gassed her knee. So we, you know, we like all knew the drill. We were like loading her up into the car to go get stitches. And she was terrified because she was like four. And my little brother was like, okay, calm down, calm down. Like if you bleed too much, you'll bleed out. And that is like apparently how many times we'd been to the doctor because he thought he'd had this whole situation on lock. Um, but now I feel like we all have like a decent sense of self-preservation. I also haven't danced on stools and fallen and split my head open for many, many years. So things are looking up. Um, guys, that is it for today. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. I hope that you guys take time to be proud of yourself, um, to think about the 10-year-old that you were, and to be grateful for them. And if there's something that you need to do to help heal that little kid or make them proud, I hope you do it. So you are all amazing. Thank you for being here. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.